the Zeitgeist features four different personalities who provide their spin on what's being talked about right now in today's culture. Their conversations include current news, celebrity culture, politics, and more. The moderator starts and ends each discussion. The comedian holds nothing back. The wild card keeps you on your toes. And the analyst breaks it all down into easy-to-understand points. Welcome to the Zeitgeist. Episode 23. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Zeitgeist. Don't stop your uh, recording. This is the analyst talking. The moderator is out in the meeting, and that ain't right. But we are here <laughs> anyway to carry on in her absence. <laughs> so uh, let's introduce the folks, and then we're going to start right in. Ayana, the comedian, I see you right there. How's Yay! it going? Hey, I'm here. <laughs> now, you said you visited almost every borough this weekend in New York, except for the Bronx. You troll in the Bronx? I, I have no problem with the Bronx. No one from the Bronx booked me, so I was just like, well. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That, that's your fault. That's you. You need to you need to put it on. A that is my fault. We're gonna get you out here in the boogie down. All right now. <laughs> and Chris, the wild card. What's going on, brother? I'm feeling wild today, as my name states. And I just have one thing to say. I'll tell you one thing. It, 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 you know, we had this snowstorm, blizzard, whatever you want to call it, on the East Coast. Yeah. And what is wrong with y'all when you can't drive? Well, <laughs> oh, come on now. People can barely drive when it's uh, clean and clear outside. It, but what I'm saying is, it's clean and clear. You know, we had a couple days afterward. They they <laughs> they've plowed everything. You know, the roads are nice, but for some reason, it must be some psychological problem with perceiving or seeing snow and driving. They even worse. Yeah, you're hard on the folks. I am. Get it together. <laughs> but anyway, hi guys and gals. Okay, well, with that, let's go right into the sizzle. The sizzle. Everybody, I think, and their mother, maybe, and maybe their grandparents know that Kanye West and Wiz Khalifa have had a Twitter spat. <gasps> Gasp! Oh my goodness! Yeah. Included is, of course, the never-to-be-forgotten Amber Rose, who is the ex of both of those men. Let's break it down, and then I want you two to jump in and tell me what you think. So it all started with Kanye talking about his album release, which is next month, right? February? Mm -hmm. February 11th. In promoting that, he decided to change the title of it from Swish to Waves. In comes Wiz Khalifa saying, quote, Please don't take the wave. Max B is the wavy one. He created the wave. There is no wave without him. He said, uh, he's the reason I sing on all my songs. That's the wave. If there's nothing with that sound, it's not wavy. Kanye responded saying, all respect to Andre Harrell and Max B. Hashtag waves. Wiz comes back in and says, yeah, I right. And tweets, hit this KK and become yourself. That's when it all exploded. Because Kanye uh, interpreted KK as Kim Kardashian and went off about how he made, he and Cuddy made Khalifa, how he is responsible for Khalifa having a baby with Amber Rose, <laughs> owns his baby, uh, you know, all of this stuff. No one's listened to any Khalifa album all the way through. Uh -huh. 
Okay, so all of that. Amber Rose, because he mentions her, comes in and says that Kanye likes a certain sexual act that we won't say here. Uh, so all of this has happened. Then, um, because in the midst of this, Khalifa said, KK is weed, dude. Like, figure it out. Kanye finally got that message later on, deleted all his tweets. <laughs> and then a, a semi-apology says, look, I wish I could be tall and skinny like you. Okay, but then he said, but at least I'm the greatest artist in the world, so that'll be consolation. <laughs> so that's the whole thing. Now, of course, all the trolls everywhere have come out of their nooks and crannies to respond to this, to dump on Kanye. He's not a genius. His music sucks. He uh, shouldn't be talking about people's kids. Uh, his clothing is the worst in the world. <laughs> and my thing for all of this, to wrap up this introduction, is this, everybody. They are all celebrities. None of this is real. None of it is real. I actually took a class in college on celebrities, on how they're made. So I'm going to tell you all this. All of these things, they choose their uh, persona, and they have ways of garnering attention based on whatever that uh, type is. So Kanye knows Whatever he says that's outlandish, it's going to get attention. That's all they want. Khalifa knows if I go after Kanye, he's going to go off and I don't get attention. Amber Rose knows anytime he says something about me, I can go off the handle and have everybody supporting me. So all three of them are benefiting. Uh, and regardless of what you say, sorry, Kanye knows what he's doing and he is the one winning. All right, I'm done with that. Comedian, jump in here. What's um. your Okay, so I'll, I will take it back to the land of make-believe then, because I'm sure that's what most people are going to do. Though we just said that this is essentially a real-life enactment of Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm on Amber Rose's side. I don't know, how many sides are there? Are there three sides? Is there Kanye's side? Like, are we like Team Kanye, Team Wiz, Team Amber, or is it like... Team Amber and Team Wiz are together, and Kim K, I'm surprised she didn't jump in. But I yep. guess the dynamic of the relationship with her and Kanye, she has to let him be the man. And She doesn't really go that route, though, does she? I don't know. She's not, she's not combative. I think yeah, she she's not combative. Absorbs. Yeah. What does now, she do? people what? come after her talking about, well, you talk about Amber Rose, look at Kim Kardashian, right. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I don't yeah. think she, I can't recall, not that I'm entrenched in this stuff, but I can't recall her being combative about things, like, ever. Huh, I, I, you're right, well, yeah, I definitely can't think. I guess that's not really how she makes her money. It's not, right. Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, I, I, I am Team Amber Rose because I'm, I mean, uh, I'm not a huge Kanye fan. I, I, I just, I get annoyed with the not. Well, after a while, it's like I get it. You're great. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, and it seems like he just flies off the handle. Just and like you just said, obviously this is a land of make believe that we're talking about. But the way he just flies off the handle. Um, at the drop of that, I'm just kind of like, all right, we, I, I'm, I'm ex he, he's exhausted me. That's my take on it. Now, Amber Rose, I'm not a huge. I'm intrigued with how she has made a career out of being a hoe, um, and I'm intrigued because I went to school for many years to get an engineering degree, and I'm like, I, I could have taken another route. 
had saved my sister in law that terribly. <laughs> but you I, would not you would not go through what she has gone through to yeah, be I mean, that's a, where yeah. she is. Look, that engineer curriculum was pretty tough too, Chauncey. Okay. Oh well <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, tough in a different way. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, I'll just say we both had late nights. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's my take on it. Okay, so we got one for Amber Rose. What you, what say you, Wild Card? I'm interested. All right, look. Okay, as you know, brother, I am. And by the way, everybody, the Wild Card has on a shirt with Derrick Rose's son on it. I do. <laughs> so you can look that up on your own to figure out why. What, what okay. do all these social media people say? Mood. Isn't that something they do? Mood? Yeah, they'll post a picture or something and then they'll write mood under it to signify their mood. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Whatever you people do. Okay, this is my mood. The Derrick Rose's son's face. If anyone was familiar with the situation <laughs> where he was at the press conference and he was looking at the media like, y'all full of it. Okay, so I'm glad you pointed that out. This is how I feel. So let me start with this. Okay. I am a firm believer in don't start and there won't be none. Mm-hmm. Okay. So once you come out of your mouth and start it with someone, whatever action they take to respond to you, I'm not critiquing. Okay. So to that effect, Wiz Khalifa, first of all, he's whack. I don't have time for these people like this who got no So you haven't listened to one of his albums all the way through? I've heard enough (laughs) to not mention to the rest of it. All he does, he smokes weed all day long. I'm sorry people don't know what KK is, you clown. (laughs) Yeah, he was smoking weed when he did it. I'm sorry. Like, you know, like it's it's, it's important. Okay, first of all, I like Kanye because Kanye is a weapon against all you idiots. Okay, well, he yeah. is, he is, he does troll trolls like yes, this. he trolled yeah. people like this. First of all, he started with them. He goes after Amber Rose, who I can't stand, which I love. And he goes right at Riz Khalifa, who I cannot stand, and I love it. He went at Taylor Swift, all you people that he goes at, and everyone gets all <laughs> upset. I love it, because I'm tired of y'all. But Taylor Swift is not quite the same as Wiz Khalifa and Amber Rose. <laughs> All right, let me, let me back it up. So, <laughs> in this case, I am firmly Team Kanye. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't care about no talentless Amber Rose and her made-up causes. Yeah. Okay, I don't care about a burnt-out rapper who can't rap. Explain me what wavy. Yeah, explaining <laughs> what wavy means. When who cares? Right. Hey, why don't you let? The guy who created it speak for himself. It's his like, album. I don't know. I don't no. know that he wants you connected to Wavy either. I, you know, <laughs> I have never paid attention to Wiz Khalifa because I know better. But at, since we were doing this today, I decided to try to listen to one of his albums. God bless you. <laughs> Every song is the same. I was like, is this the same song? And excuse me, all of you feminists out here who are on on the side of Amber Rose, you can't be on the side of Wiz Khalifa. Have you heard his music? So, you know, this whole thing, like, to wrap it up, and thank you, too, for your perspectives, but this whole thing, everybody, is not real. I can't take it seriously. And and whatever you say about Kanye, y'all can say you don't like his music and whatever, but he does have talent. He knows what he's doing. That's just what it is. Well, see, that's the thing, too. That's what I'm going to land on that. I'm sorry. Yeah. He has talent. 
and that's always gonna trump the rest of it. And then you heap on my mantra, don't start none, won't be none. Right. You got exactly what you deserved. Him and Amber Rose, in my opinion. Shut up. Yeah, and like what Ayana said, it, he can wear you out. Like what Ayana says makes sense. He knows that. <laughs> he's gonna tell you all the time he's the greatest. Yes. And that actually goes back to how his career started. We won't get into that. But right. you have to, yeah. it started. That's the well, genesis of that. Before we move on, I'll just say, even Are when, you hijacking this podcast? Yes, you talking yes. about before we move on? Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I know you want to move on. And I, I, the last thing I'll say about Kanye, yes, he, I understand the annoyances with him. He can't be annoying, but I tend to understand where he's coming from and the why. I can I, I, I have a certain perspective on that, so I kind of give him some leeway in that area. I'll go with that. But y'all, Wiz Khalifa's and Amber Rose's of the world, no, you get no leeway. Politics. Okay, well, speaking of leeway and understanding and mood, let's move into politics because the Iowa caucuses are coming on Monday, uh, February 1st. Uh, that's both on the Democratic side and on the Republican side. Um, so this will be the first time that any voters weigh in during this 2016 election for the next president of the United States, the 44th. Is that what it is? Or 45th? 45th. Okay, so the Iowa caucuses, everyone, actually USA Today has an article breaking down how they became what they are because they weren't always as influential as they are right now. So you can check that out. Essentially what happened in 1968, uh, the Democratic uh, convention was tumultuous. Uh, people criticized it, saying that the power brokers in uh, the Democratic establishment had too much power. So in 1972, the next presidential election, Iowa moved up its caucuses to the beginning of the year. So it was the first thing. And uh, George McGovern, really put a lot of energy into that state to uh, jumpstart his campaign. But an upstart Jimmy Carter caught on, joined in, and that started really his whole political career. Eventually, uh, he became the president. We all know that in uh, 76, right? That election. Mm -hmm. So that's what happened. Say that again. Very important year. Yeah, uh -huh. very important year. Yeah, for some old head on this podcast. Okay, <laughs> so that's where it started becoming more and more important. Now, uh, really, what happens is if you are an insurgent candidate, a relatively unknown one, and you have enough support to get traction in Iowa, they can uh, launch you to further career greatness, either becoming the president or, like in George H. W. Bush Bush's case, vice president and so on uh so that's a little bit of history but now for what's going on on monday so on the democratic side we have hillary clinton we have bernie sanders we have martin o'malley uh really it's between hillary and bernie some are feeling the burn some are feeling heartburn okay so we're gonna have that back and forth it's very close i will tell everybody we're recording uh during the early afternoon on saturday the uh, gold standard Iowa poll comes out in a few hours. It comes out 5.45 p.m. Uh, I think that's central time on Saturday. So we haven't seen this poll from Seltzer and Company, which actually they do the poll for the Des Moines Register and Bloomberg Politics. So if you really want to have the best uh, gauge of what's going to happen on Monday, check that poll out. 
uh, Ann Seltzer does a great job of polling Iowans, and she called, for instance, Barack Obama's win in 2008, when a lot of pollsters didn't. Uh, she called, um, I forgot, the, I think it was the governor there who won. She called that, and nobody else did. So check that out. We'll see what she says, because it's hard to poll in Iowa. Um, some polls have Hillary up, some have Bernie up. Uh, so we'll see what she says about that. But just sticking with the Democratic side, and we'll see what you say, and then we'll go to the Republicans, which is more interesting. Uh, last night, the State Department announced that Hillary Clinton's emails, they won't be releasing all of them. Some of them are top secret. Some people say that that may affect what's going on here. I don't know. I, I, just me, I don't care um, until they tell me what bad action has actually happened from that. Because we know that if there's a hack involved, then tell us. We know there have been hacks involved in government emails, anyway, right. numerous ones. Exactly. But, like that whole thing to me, is, I don't really care. Uh, for Bernie Sanders, uh, the New York Times, Nick Confessori actually did a piece on Thursday because, you know, Bernie Sanders is all against super PACs, but there's super PACs spending money on his behalf. Uh, so there's this whole thing with his supporters trying to explain it, going, oh, well, that's nurses doing that. Well, he's fully against super PACs. So, you know, yeah, is that going to affect the election? I don't know. I just think that we all need to listen to what these people are saying, look at their records and think about whether that whether what they're saying can actually come to pass. Now, for you two, you have an idea. Who do you think is going to win on Monday, Bernie or Hillary in Iowa? Are you making me part of crystal ball? Well, just, it's hard. It's very hard to know. Are you asking who do we think or who do we want? Who you think? We're not getting to who we want. We're not going to support anybody on this podcast. No. Um. I don't know. Look, I'll tell you this. Mm -hmm. Let me just say this about the Iowa caucuses. Mm -hmm. Okay, I blame the rest of the country for their influence. You know, I've kind of flipped on this. Mm-hmm where it, the Iowa caucuses used to really annoy me. But now that I think about this, why do you all respond to what they say, them in New Hampshire? Well, they don't always. Now, it That's doesn't true. You're always right. happen. You're right. Yeah. yeah now, so. in 2008, that was a special circumstance because black voters uh, essentially saw that in Iowa, Barack Obama could win, so they saw that white people would vote for him, so then they threw their support behind him right. more. Uh, but it's not always the winner of Iowa, especially on the Republican side, uh, doesn't go on to win the actual presidency. Yeah, you're right. It's not as I think the media casts uh, creates yes. a certain image of the the, the, the early two two early states as far as Iowa and New Hampshire is concerned. And that's because the media. But it's not stories. a reality, right? It's yeah. And again, I, I got to remember who we're talking about. We're talking about the media, but. Um, well, with I, I the amount of social media that's going on right now, is that really still as important as it was in the past? Yeah. Why do you think that's the case? I would think that I feel like... point of view grows via social media because people can't think of them. Okay. They plant the seed, it's still, at least. Right, and uh, also, it because even with name recognition, that's attached to people winning. Just that bit. So if the media picks up your cause, right. you're going to pick up supporters. You just are. Right. And then uh, those supporters, like in Bernie Sanders' case, those supporters 
informed or not are gonna go to social media and, and raise holy hell. Okay. Um, so, um, I, all right, if you put a gun to my head, proverbial gun to my head, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna say I think Hillary Clinton's gonna pull it out. Why? In Iowa. I don't know. I'm just shot in the dark. <laughs> I don't know. I, first well, of all, it's hard to quantify Bernie Sanders' support. That's the question. So the yeah, question it, is going to be... Yeah, that's it's difficult to quantify that because he has a bunch of loud mouths, but does that translate into... It's only one vote per person. Well, again, we're not going to get into the caucus thing. I'm just saying generally. Yeah, no, and the caucus, the Democratic caucus, caucus yeah, is different from the Republican exactly. caucus. And the right, Democratic caucus... Level. In the Democratic caucus, you have to uh, publicly show who you're supporting. Right. Um, so it's it's more intricate their process. It's much easier to caucus Republican in Iowa. Um, it's gonna be turnout. Who gets their vote out? I think caucuses. The- right. The caucus format helps a candidate like Bernie Sanders. It does. Also, uh, yeah. demographically. Demographically. Right. With when you went through the whole history. Wait a minute, wild card, I'm explaining it now. Demographically, uh, in Iowa, that's Bernie Sanders territory, right? It's 92% white, it's white liberals are his base. So like what you're saying, uh, wild card, yeah, it it looks like he has a a legitimate shot. It's going to be about organization though. So if you're choosing Hillary, you think our organization's going to do better. I guess I don't know, but it's hard. I know. Now, Ayana, I know that politics aren't your thing, but just what you've absorbed from the ether. What do you think? I don't know. You know, it's weird. At one point, I thought Hillary was the surefire. Just that was just it was. Um, but I've seen. I don't know. I'm hearing a lot about Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot. Uh, and then that are, I think we talked about it last week about him being anti-reparations. I'm not sure how that's going to shake out with black voters, um, but that wouldn't really affect Iowa caucus since it's predominantly white. I don't know. I, it, I think that might help him actually. Um, not confirm that everybody's racist, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I genuinely, I have, I have no clue because I've been. I feel like I initially heard about a lot about Hillary, and then he came out of nowhere. Um, and that's what happened. To someone, yeah, to someone who doesn't really follow politics, I mean, we've all known about Hillary Clinton um, for numerous reasons. No one, I don't think anybody doubts that she is capable, that she wouldn't do a, a, an outstanding job. Um, I think if people don't vote for Hillary, it might be more, I don't want to say personal reasons, but reasons that have nothing to do with her ability to do her job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, we'll see. Um... Now for the Republicans, it's really uh, a race between Trump and Cruz. That's sad. <laughs> well, the, here's the interesting thing. We talked about demographically for Bernie. Uh, Iowa's good. New Hampshire's good for him as well. They're like, if you look at 538, which does a great job breaking this down, they're two of the his top five states in regards to demographics. On the Republican side, Iowa Republicans are largely, I think 37% of them or something like that, uh, evangelical, which should help Ted Cruz, mm-hmm. but for some reason, tr- 
Trump is gaining more and more traction with them lately, and actually the polls are showing Trump starting to get a bigger and bigger lead ahead of Cruz. Uh, and just to throw this in, Marco Rubio just wants to come in third. Okay, he thinks he, he can springboard from that. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Again, the Seltzer poll will give us a good indicator as to whether this Trump surge is real or not, but it's still going to be about turnout. And does Trump have the organization to do that? Wildcard, what do you think about that one? I think it's Cruz. Oh, so you're sticking with what we demographically there? Yeah, Yeah. I think it's Cruz. And again, I also think um, Trump is similar to Bernie Mm -hmm. in that his support may be softer than it appears. Okay, so we're gonna. That's an interesting point you're bringing up. We're gonna track this yeah. about that. It, yes, does all of this furor turn into actual votes? Right. Because people do talk about how this may be a new thing. In some ways, it is. In some ways, it isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel Maddow actually tackled some of that. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Ayana? I don't know. That was a great point that Chris just made. Um, yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, I, I, I get nervous when I hear about how much. Any type of support for Trump, I, I I really question the intelligence of people in general. Um, I don't think anybody doubts that Donald Trump is a great businessman, um, but to be the leader of the free world for that, I, it just I. Well, some people would actually challenge that as well. That he's a yeah, great businessman. <laughs> they would. Okay. Yeah, because uh, you know, like Lawrence O'Donnell likes to say, whatever, whatever you think he of does. His, whatever you think of him. Uh, he likes to say that Trump's father gave it a million dollars to start a million dollar loan. So we all don't have that leg up. That's true. But then yeah. there are tons of people who, even if they got that million dollars, they still wouldn't make anything of it. So you can also argue that point. You could, but then you go, Trump's father was in real estate. He went into mm-hmm. that business with him. He also, if you look at some of his deals, they didn't turn out that well. No, Remember his businesses have gone into bankruptcy, I think twice. Now, Trump will tell you, I didn't, but, you know, his business, so he's failed. Now, of course he's had success. We know that. Mm-hmm. But the question is, what's the relative success? Uh, I don't know. I'm not trolling Trump. I'm not even getting into it. I, I just, I, I think it's going to be interesting. It's more interesting to me on the Republican side for this question that the wild card did throw out there in regards to Trump's support. Is, are they actually going to turn out? Yeah. Um, also, if you contrast this to 2008, which a lot of people do for Democrats, it's a month later, mm-hmm. which may affect the college turnout because a lot of them say these new voters are coming in, like in 2008. We'll see. If a lot of new voters come in on both sides, that's good for Bernie and it's good yep. for Trump. Yep. If they don't, that's good for Hillary. That's good for Cruz. Exactly. So, and, yeah, just the yeah. evangelical support. I think true evangelicals are going to go cruise and they're not going to be loud about it. That's just my belief. Ah, uh, okay. They already they already know. Mm-hmm. And that's just what it is. I mean, you know, Trump, he's Episcopalian, right? <laughs> I mean, Presbyterian. 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 Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, his... um. Folks, I'm Presbyterian. I'm Presbyterian. Right. You yeah. can't get any middle of the road than that, Presbyterian. It's all a big joke to him, and I just don't, even though it looks like it plays, and it plays with a certain group, I don't think that plays with true evangelicals in Iowa. I just don't think it will. Okay. You know, we're going to see. Know. Plus, we're going to see how this many candidates affects that. Because right. 
more candidates may help Trump as well. And, and the last thing I'll say about it with Trump and Cruz is Cruz is equally as um, or close to being as unforgiving policy-wise in mm-hmm. areas that Trump is. Whereas if I'm if I'm if I'm shopping in that area, I don't lose anything on that side by going with Cruz and going with someone who has lo- a little more history or a lot more or history at all <laughs> with being. Um, uh, an evangelical um, candidate or a candidate that that, that kind of embodies what they're looking for. So, yeah, it's yeah, where you would say this is in Cruz's life. It's not what he's doing necessarily. Right. To get elected. Yeah. yeah. Now the the establishment really doesn't want Cruz to win. <laughs> okay. They'd rather have Trump. Odd news. With that said, would they rather have the support of this man? Now, moving into odd news. In Texas, a man was sentenced to life in prison after his 10th drunk driving offense. Okay. So a judge said, look, I got to keep the public safe from this guy. He's 62 years old. Um, He's had 12 DWI arrests in the past and 10 convictions. So uh, the judge said, that's it. Life in prison. Uh, now, he will be up, I believe, for parole or something. In 15 in, in years. 15 years, yeah. He'll be eligible. Uh, so in that case, he'll be 77. What do you think about that? Do you think that's a good call to take somebody off of the road for life? You, you <laughs> left off a few. To me, that's what I don't understand. How come they just didn't take his license? Because... He had, he was, I think he had, what's, what's it when you call that, when you have that ankle bracelet? House yeah. arrest? He was on house arrest and he, yeah, he cut that off and then he fleed to another state where he got arrested again for DUI. So I'm like, I know, I have a couple of friends that have DUIs and DWIs and their licenses were exp- er, suspended for like seven years. Mm-hmm. So how come, I, I don't, I don't know what Texas law is, so how come he, that wasn't the case? I don't know, maybe, you know, this report, uh, Fox News report, they don't include whether that happened or not. They do include that he served three prison terms for prior convictions, though. Uh, I yeah. guess he was driving regardless if he had a license or not. I'm exactly, because would that stop him? If the ankle monitor didn't stop him, <laughs> would, would taking his license stop him? That's I mean, true. My, my guess is that they've tried everything. Even though it's not detailed, I mean, we, we can't be certain for all the folks out there. We don't, we can't be certain that every measure was taken. Like a comedian was saying, um, as far as taking, I'm assuming they took his license before they got to the ankle monitor. Yeah. You know, it's just an assumption, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we don't know that for sure. Um, so, I mean, he's 62. What's life in prison? I mean, it's not like he's 25 going to prison. I mean, basically, if you're 62 years old and you're going to prison, I mean, it's really a 15-year sentence guaranteed. Right, but... Could get, yeah. But and you're looking at a guy that's 62. Yes. You know, and that's that's essentially the end of it. That's ball game. So, I... I, I and he like, obviously will continue to drive drunk. I mean, they, he was yeah. waiting to be convicted and has the ankle monitor, escapes, goes to Colorado, and gets caught again driving drunk. And the thing is, is, is this... Luckily, no one's dead because this stuff is serious. Yeah. 
So yeah. I understand the judge's point of view going, well, look, you are just incorrigible, and you need to go away. Yeah, I can't argue. I just can't argue with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it does, I mean, it's it's severe on its face and optically. You're looking on whoa, mm-hmm. you're putting this guy in prison for life. That's saying a lot, but really, if you look at the set of circumstances, it's it's, it's a, you were at a point, I think, with the judge where you're saying, what means of recourse do we have? And what can I do? Also, if I'm a judge and and I continue to allow this guy to be free and someone does die, yep. exactly, you know what they're gonna do. Media will be all well, if they catch wind of this, everyone will be, well, who are these judges that allowed this? Mm-hmm. So it's self-preservation's an angle here. Right? Yes. Um, so I can't argue with it. It's severe, yes, but this dude, I mean, it's leaving Las Vegas here. This guy seems to have a death wish in a way, or seems to be crying out for someone to end it for him. It just looks that way. Who else would do something like this? Mm-hmm. So I, 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 can't, I can't argue with it. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I can't. Health and science. Well, can you argue with this in health and science? In the Washington Post. They reported on a study, okay, where they asked uh, white people questions about their views on African Americans. And the question is, are smarter people actually less racist? So let's, let me go through this real quick. (laughs) They split into two groups these people of low scorers and high scorers on uh, a test of verbal intelligence think blacks are lazy that's one question 45.7% of low scorers agree only 28.8% of high scorers thinks blacks are unintelligent 22.6% of low scorers agree 13.2% of high scorers And they go on and on and on with things like that. So what they found is the more intelligent the person, based on this quiz, uh, the less likely that they're going to believe that blacks are lazy or that blacks have not been discriminated against. However, if you ask those people about specific policies to help those who've been discriminated against, policies designed to improve racial equality they aren't so likely to support that okay they're no more likely to support these are the high uh, intelligence people they're no more likely to support those policies than are the lower intelligence people so my take on this is this they lied (laughs) no what I think is is this as long as it doesn't affect them Okay, I'm a high intelligence person. I can go, oh yeah, I can see that. No, they're black people who are smart. What are you talking about? I can see, yes, of course, they're being discriminated against. But if you ask me, like, should they get reparations? No. Because that's taking it away from me. Those kind of people will favor policies that help everybody, in their opinion. More of the Bernie Sanders approach. And this article actually brings up the whole Bernie Sanders thing we talked about last week. So that's my take on it. Y'all go ahead. I don't. I'm not going to get into it further. Ayana, what do you think? Um, 
I think there's one thing between someone saying, oh, well, of course I don't think black people are lazy or unintelligent or whatever the case may be. Um, but there's another thing to actually consider them equal to them, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, when you ask them set questions such as, you know, would you mind having a black neighbor? Would you mind if you're... If your daughter married a black man, that's when it becomes like whoa, 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 whoa! You're 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 pushing, you're pushing it. That that mm, mm, you know that's when those that's when that gets in the play. Um, mm-hmm. So I I think I think racism just has so many layers to it that you can't just there's not gonna be there are gonna be questions that you can ask and just make it cut and dry. Um, so I don't think that that survey or that questionnaire or that study was really showing us much. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah I'm not shocked. What about you, Wildcard? No, I'm not, I'm not shocked at all. I, um, this just reinforces what I would think. I mean, it's it's um, easy. Whenever you're in, an, you ask a question and you're able to rely on an intellectual argument, which is what it is, and then your ass, do you think, just a blanket, do you think um, African Americans are lazy or something like that? It's easy to intellectually process that and give an answer of no. Mm-hmm. I mean, and again, this is just going to be a rehash of, of, of what you said, um, uh, moderator, in this case today. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Brandy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, whenever, um, like you said, if you have something that threatens your life as it stands now and not your life, I shouldn't say threatens your life like it's a murder on the table but threatens your way of life, that's what I'm looking yeah. for uh-huh. um, yeah, that's going to change it, 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 it's no longer an intellectual argument alone um, affirmative action is probably another thing uh, whereas, you know, you may ask someone do you believe you know, affirmative action is acceptable or something like that, and so yes until, you know, I guess something happens where it, it, like the Supreme Court case that's coming up with the the, the the lady who couldn't, or lady, girl, whatever you want to call her, that couldn't get into Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as a result, according to her, she couldn't get into Texas as a result of that. I don't know the logistics as far as whether that's valid or not. Which but, is because affirmative action has helped women the most of all groups. Right. Now, I didn't, I didn't want to branch off to another. You know, that yeah, is, but, you're yeah, right. Um, but the point is, um, it's easy for people to appear and no one wants to be racist or appear to be racist especially not in their own mind so it's mm-hmm. easy for me to say oh well you know no they're not there so i have a black friend yeah <laughs> you know it's that argument but once once we get down to brass tacks you know we start talking about job scarcity or whatever the economy's not doing well then the fear comes in and then it becomes oh no no wait a minute because if anything extra is given to another group then it's taken from me it's exactly. that idea so um, again that was just another way of repeating what you said moderator and, <laughs> and I believe even and the comedian said something similar as well I think we're on the same page here Yes. Uh, you know the whole cognitive dissonance going on here mm-hmm. and speaking of being on the same page what about Facebook pages because moving into business, business. Facebook is going to supplement the like button with emojis Okay, so Zuckerberg told uh, his investors on January 27th. Why? Okay, this is um, actually Quartz 
has a little write-up on this with a quote from Zuckerberg. Uh, in short, they say he was afraid users would stop sharing content. Here's his quote. The philosophy behind it is that when you only have a like button, if you share a sad piece of content or something that makes you angry, people may not have the tool to react to it. And therefore, over time, the community feels less comfortable sharing co that content on Facebook. We want people to be able to share all of the things that are meaningful to them, not just the things that are happy and that people are going to like when they see it. So he hopes this will increase engagement, of course, and keep people on Facebook. Uh, does this matter to, to any of you? This is almost a bleed into what we don't care about. No, I mean, guess what? No one's going to stop using Facebook. I, Facebook, I don't know if you guys remember MySpace. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's surpassed and survived a lot longer than MySpace because I genuinely thought Facebook was going to be another one of those those platforms like MySpace or Black Planet or uh, whatever. Black Planet. <laughs> yep, yeah, I'm going to check my Black Planet, Planet page too. <laughs> <laughs> some good pictures for uh, Throwback Thursday, but um, you know, I, I genuinely thought Facebook was going to be that, and I guess, I guess these little changes that they're making as far as the engagement—that's what keeps them relevant, and that's what keeps them still in the in the business. Um, you know, so it's easy to be like, oh, he just cares about his money. Yeah, well, what else is he supposed to care about? I mean, this. You know, you know. It, it, to me, Facebook has allowed me to connect with people that I thought I would have probably never spoken to ever again in life, um, mm -hmm. which is good and bad. There um, you go. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it, it's allowed me. But as a comedian, obviously, it's changed the way I have good feelings and bad feelings toward it because it's made a lot of people who, to me, are not very talented, very successful. Um, you know, but then again, I also have those same opportunities to utilize it for my benefit as well. So I can't just knock that. Um, yeah. And, so. you know, people who aren't talented will always be with us, whether we have social media or not. But they're going to die the way you said they'll always be with us. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what's, what about you, Wildcard? You um, I, I think, well, it, it's hard for me um to comment on this from the standpoint of I don't use Facebook. Yeah. yeah well, what if what if Instagram did it? But yeah, this kind of stuff's transparent to me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not much into it, but I think um, the comedian brought up a good point from the business angle. Um, yeah. Whereas you have to continually in capitalism, you have to grow, you have to change, you can't get stagnant. And 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 the what intrigues me is what's going on with Twitter right now. Yeah, because Twitter's in trouble. It's where Twitter's struggling. Yes. yes. Really? Yes. yes. And I think these are the things where what, this is one of the things or like Zuckerberg is ahead. You can't rest on your laurels and, you know, at this level of business, really in any level of business. Mm -hmm. And I think really the important point here, I think the comedian brought up, which is he is always on top of and he's always two steps ahead, I believe. Mm -hmm. what he's doing viable and growing because you have to um, and, and so, remember you know Facebook bought Instagram so yep. business wise yeah he knows exactly what he's doing and, and they're doing well whereas Twitter's not because right. yeah Twitter's in this crisis state whereas you know people don't even know how to use it anymore we just right. talked about that Twitter feud mm -hmm. between Kanye, Wiz Khalifa and Amber Rose and that seems to be what Twitter's for now well, you know, here, that, you know, here's something funny. I never actually read the feud on Twitter, 
people took screenshots of the feud and posted it on Instagram. Right. So that tells you, I mean, and, mm-hmm. and I've never been a Twitter head or whatever you want to call it. I have probably 2,000 followers on Twitter. If that, No, I don't even think I broke 2,000 yet on Twitter. Um, because it was That's just so kind of like... Using it. <laughs> you know what? That's still good for not using it. If you well, but the only reason is because it links to my Facebook page. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, I look, I'm going to tell you something about that, though, Comedian. That's that's 2,000 people that are following you. I know I may be naive when it comes to this stuff, but to me, that's a rack of people. And I don't think that's a lot at all because I have... Right. I have 5,000. I've hit my my max on my Facebook at 5,000 people, and then I have, like, 1,800 people following me on top of that who... Because I don't have five thousand people is the max on Facebook, and I have a fan. Give us your handles, because let's plug it. What's your handle? Oh, um, on Facebook, if you just Google my name, I, I'm not Google. Well, if you Facebook my name, Ayana Duki, you'll find me on Facebook, um, and on pretty much everything else, Twitter and Instagram, it's A Duki. Uh, at A. Follow the comedian, y'all. Yeah. Don't don't hate. Yeah. Follow me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just funny because I've never I've never been a big fan of Twitter, and I think. Well, what Twitter started for politicians? Was it politicians or was it? Uh, I know it wasn't started for the common folk. I know that for a fact. I don't um, remember, but okay. Yeah, I don't know the history of it, but I mean that's that's quite you know you probably know more than. than yeah, it was do. not. It was not started like Facebook was specifically started for college students. Right. Yeah. And I remember as a college student, I was annoyed when you know your mama could get on there without no college <laughs> email address. I'm like, who are these people? Because then it just completely changed. You yeah. get this ratchetness on Facebook, and it's just like, yo, I know you didn't go to college, right? <laughs> you know, but and that's a part of college? that's a part of Facebook's success. Yes, they have that demographic is so wide that they actually were able to keep young people mm-hmm. and pull in old people. I think that's part of the success. Plus, that acquiring of Instagram was genius because that's definitely for younger people, and I, you know, that's my favorite of the three. Sorry, Instagram, but. Uh, Unless you get into that Snapchat, which I'm just like, Snapchat just tells me I'm too old. Like I'm I can't, like, the, the Vine and the Snapchat and whatever, I'm too old too. I can't do it. What we don't care about. There's a push to give 16-year-olds a right to vote in federal elections. And this is starting in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Uh, Michelle Blackwell, who's a go-go singer, one of the top ones in D.C., she's actually pushing for this. Uh, she actually cites that this started because uh, there was a deadly shooting in D.C. She went to a community meeting um, and, you know, the 16-year-old, she said, had some actual good things to say, but one of the adults took the microphone for one of them and then started lecturing them and their voice couldn't be heard. So her solution is to allow them to vote. Um, now, on the other side, There are even some legal experts that go, wait, that might be dangerous because right now there's a push to make 16-year-olds adults when it comes to charging them for crimes to give them adult uh, penalties. And they go, anything like this where you give them more adult responsibilities just bolsters uh, that support for charging them as adults. I don't care about no 16-year-old voting. I don't care what they got to say. It can be as intelligent as you want it to be. I understand she's trying to say this will also help them to continue voting, and maybe now younger voters will come out. They won't. I'm tired of hearing that one, too. They got other things to do. They're not worried about it. They don't think it's going to change anything, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I really don't care. 
I, I barely want the people voting voting right now. Sorry. All right, I'm done. Um, I think it's a select few of select few sixteen-year-olds that she's speaking of. Um, I'm not going to discount or you know disagree that there aren't intelligent sixteen-year-olds who are conscious and da 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 da. -da. And I'm not going to you know everything that you said as far as they're idiots who are voting now. I mean, just look, Trump is actually you know he actually has a chance. So that that's proof enough. Um. But, you know, that whole thought of they could go to, they could be prosecuted as an adult, you know, I, if I were a 16 year old, I'd be like, yeah, I'll pass on the vote. I'll hold on to my two more years. Not that yeah, I plan on going right. out and killing anybody as a 16 year old, but, you know, that's mm -hmm. my thought on it. 18 year olds, look, they don't need to be voting either. Now, I, this is all tongue in cheek, everybody. But look, I mean, really? Come on now. You should have seen. They did a piece on uh, three 18-year-olds who were supporting Trump, and they were like, yeah, because thought, yeah. because he can't, you know, the way he talks, he's going to get things done. What? This is what I'm talking about. Like, whatever. Maybe, you know, the thing is, what I will say is they can push to, to teach everybody how, as we've discussed so many times, how the process works mm -hmm. about the Electoral College and the different branches of government and things of that nature because people have no clue how things work. Um... You know, even when you get into different movements like Black Lives Matter and, you know, all of those things that are happening right now, folks are just so ignorant and essentially they rely going back to Facebook on what they read on Facebook um, as fact. But no one really knows how things work, which is, as you guys pointed out, probably how Barack Obama had such a successful um, campaign because he made a lot of promises. But people were unaware of, you know, what it would take to actually make all of these promises come to fruition. Yeah, because, you know, practical politics is boring and mm -hmm. that doesn't inspire people. Well, are you inspired, Wildcard? Do you want these 16 year olds to be voting? I don't want a 16 year old anywhere near a voting <laughs> booth. Point blank. Okay, here's the thing though I'll say about 18 year olds, they can be sent off to war. That's, that's it, yes. So. I'm fine with them. I don't know why 16-year-olds should have a... Listen, when did we start thinking everyone needs a voice? Exactly. When, when did we start giving essentially children well, they need a voice? No, they don't. Right. They need to live life a little bit more. Yes. Okay, so go have a stake in the economy or even like we said, when you're 18 and you can go off to war, you are a part of things to me. Right, because whoever you, because then you have a say in who's sending you off to war. If exactly. They, if they do that. Yeah. Explain to me why a 16 year old needs to have Because they can drive. Because they can drive. They need to raise the age on that too. We can eliminate that. That's true. And, and I'll tell you something else. I, I just remember myself at age 16. Mm-hmm. Now, luckily, I grew up in a house where politics was pretty much um, in the atmosphere, so I maybe knew I would think a little bit more. But I didn't need to vote. Yes, yeah, I don't like. I, I don't look back on that. Yeah. yeah, I don't look back and go, "Wow, why didn't I have a vote?" I mean, I could have voted, like you're saying, but I didn't need it. Absolutely Whatever. Not. We sound old. Um, I just want to point that out. We and sure do, and I'm five sounding old. Yeah, I'm five sounding old because guess what, y'all? 
y'all we all know the stats on what 16 year olds do and what they want and i'm yes. sorry I, you ain't bringing that my way i'm barely it's hard enough dealing with 18 year olds and up like anyway. right it, it, it's bad enough as is and yeah. i just think it's so many other causes right now are there are there intelligent 16 year olds we're not saying there aren't um, oh yeah, I'm not saying yeah. Yeah, right, right. right. Are, are but, some, would some of them have make decisions that are good and have justifications and do their homework? Of course, but that's for anything, and that's not going to be most of them. Thanks. Right, um, yeah, the 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 potential reward, mm -hmm. the chances of uh, an intelligent 16 year old <laughs> coming up with some breakthrough idea, okay, are too slim for me to allow the rest of them to vote. That's the point. It's all of them voting. It's risk reward, yeah. okay? And the risk is through the roof. Right. For no reward. Get them yeah. out of here. And look, why don't we worry about people disenfranchising uh, current voters? That's How right, and that's that? my point. They're more important causes, like the people next, like the people that can vote under the law being stripped. Exactly. Let's, let's worry go, about that. Let's go to that one. That's what I care about. No, talking about being disenfranchised. <laughs> Tom Fool of the Week. Woo! <laughs> the Tom Fool of the Week. Black actors across the world have been disenfranchised by Joseph Fiennes because he's playing Michael Jackson in an upcoming British TV comedy. It's just a 30-minute comedy about some supposed meeting among Michael Jackson, Elizabeth Taylor, and somebody else. Now... Of all the black actors out here, none of them were appropriate to play the King of Pop. No. Now, at first when I heard this, I was like, what? That's ridiculous. And I moved on with my life. <laughs> Joseph Fiennes, uh, if you don't know who Joseph Fiennes is, he was in uh, Shakespeare in Love uh, as the lead guy there. He was in Elizabeth. Am I right here, wildcard, Elizabeth? Yes, you are. Uh, and other things. So, you know, if, if you know what I'm talking about, you know who he is. And he's the brother of Ray Fiennes. Mm -hmm. um, he's done some TV work, too, I believe. Yes, he's done TV. You know, right. he did take, like, almost a decade off or something to do stage in, in Great Britain. But anyway, he's back and he's playing Michael Jackson. Oh, Marlon Brando's the other one. Okay, so... He responded. Now, see, at first I was like, well, that's trolling, of course. I know this industry, though. These people are just dumb. They don't care. All right, you cast the white guy as Michael Jackson. What? Whatever. He wanted to come out and say, quote, I'm a white middle class guy from London. I'm as shocked as you may be. Okay. All right. Then here's the problem, the tom tomfool part. Michael Jackson definitely had an issue, a pigmentation issue, and that's something I do believe. He was probably closer to my color than his original color. So what? Shut, Shut up, up and sit down. Let's go! Let's go! So you're telling me we can't find any black people who are light skinned? And you can just put the, and, or you can just give them a little lighter makeup. Oh, oh, dude, really? That's what you see. This is where sometimes everybody, it's best to say nothing. Yeah. Say nothing. Instead of coming out and opening your mouth 
and letting us know what you really feel. And I know he didn't mean it that way, but we get a glimpse into what you're really thinking. Come on, fool. Oh, what well, you think, uh, comedian? Jump in here. I really want to know what you have to say because I know where the wild, where the wild cards go. I mean, okay, so I've already made several Facebook posts about this. Um, <laughs> and one of my posts was, well, maybe Michael Jackson wanted to be played as a white man. And somebody quickly posted a link to him on Oprah. Many, 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 many moons, like, when Oprah was fat. Um, that was him specifically saying, I don't ever want to be depicted as a white man on this ring. Whoa. Um, yeah. So I was just like, okay, well, you know, haha, my jokes are funny, thanks. Um, <laughs> I just think it's, cr- you know, it's so ironic that right now the yes. climate, you know, Oscar's so white. Yes. That they would choose this time. I was like, did y'all do this on purpose? Like, you could not... To me, it's so ridiculous that I just want to believe they did it on purpose. Like, <laughs> you just... You did it on purpose. You did... You yeah. had to have done this on purpose. Because nobody who had any bit of intelligence would be like, this is a good idea. Well, and you know, they actually... It's already been filmed. So... It happened before the Oscar So White thing. Ugh. Yeah. It, you, look, this. <laughs> and, I mean, like, there were, to me, you, there was not one person that was just like, guys, dude, dude like, and we're not talking about people that we didn't know. It's not like when you, you know, cast Jesus or you cast, you know, Egyptians where, you know, it's like, you know, back, we don't have to say, well, you know, back in the days, Egyptians were the color of blah, blah, blah. It's like we know Michael Jackson. We mm-hmm. just saw him. Like, yeah, his siblings are running around. The ja- like, <laughs> yes. just, it's so ridiculous that you just like. There's nothing you can say. It's just, it's just that ridiculous. Like, this is ridiculous. This is absurd. Yeah, and, like, and you know, Sky Arts. Out. Sky Arts is the British network that's going to air this this year. Um, and, and this is again when we talk about behind the scenes. You need more people of color there. There aren't enough. And this is not just a Hollywood problem. Idris Elba talked about in Great Britain this problem. Same thing. So, you know, it, that's why no one looked up and said, maybe we should get a black dude for this one. Because there were no black dudes in the room. There were no people of color in the room. Uh, you know, there are a few of them in Hollywood. A few. But so what? Now, Wildcard, go ahead. Tell us what I know you're about to go to. Okay. Let me just first say... Mm-hmm. Say it. Y'all going hard. As far as these, look, even, even, and it's true. The representation in the room, the decision makers aren't diverse. True. Yeah, there however, are a few. There are a few. Right. You. Yes. However, white people, y'all gotta take it to the lips. Y'all really gotta go this far <laughs> when you're getting a white guy to play a black dude. Okay, J. Cole, taking it to the like limit. a real person. He's a real person. Right. You, you, I mean, you have, that is, it's just, it's so far. You know, you have things that are somewhat maybe inappropriate <laughs> or unfair, and you go, dang, that's, that's really not, you know, fair. Then you have this. Yeah. This is the Donald Trump of disenfranchisement <laughs> when it comes to acting uh, in, in, in Hollywood or wherever. What's the Donald is, Trump response? Well, he's closer to my color than yours. I mean, right. I know that's then, what they were thinking. Yeah, go ahead. So. I mean, even beyond the, the the machinery behind it and some of the more serious things that are going on, this is just so absurd. Yeah. 
It's beyond my comprehension. You know, every day, maybe every day now, something happens that's race related. That's beyond anything I even considered before it happened. <laughs> You're learning. <laughs> yeah. Right. I can't comprehend how ridiculous this is. That's what right. it comes down to. That I can't even give you a real opinion without 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 having a smile on my face. Exactly. Because, because it's so in your face, blatant racist that you're just like I, I my brain can't wrap itself around the ignorance. Like how ignorant this like this is the epitome of ignorance. Like you cannot get any more No, I'm not gonna say you can't because I'm sure they'll find a way. But And that's the key. It's just like, <laughs> like, but I, I think, comedian, what you're saying uh, is that's the bright word. What you just said, ignorance. That's exactly what it is. It's and then then you try to explain it, like you can't explain that. He should have been like, "Yo, I'm just trying to get a check." I feel like every black person would have been <laughs> yes to respect it if he was like, "Yo, I'm just trying to get that money." And we'd be like, "I hear you, man." Yeah, I like the first you. part of his statement, he's like, yeah, I thought it was strange too. Okay, and then he could have said exactly that. Look, well, I'm, I'm just trying, trying to work. Track. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, just trying, trying to work. Because that's why at first I was like, that is so weird, but I'm not going to go after Joseph Fiennes. He's just an actor. Yeah. And, and, you know, regardless of what you think about actors, a lot of them need to work. But yeah. when he comes out with the rest of it, it's like, all right, now you need to sit down. But you <laughs> know what? Orlando Jones. <laughs> he pointed, oh, wait, before you go there. Yeah. I, he pointed out, he was just like, hey, I'm just a middle class you know, right. yeah, and I was just like, you know, and I thought he was, I'm just trying to get that money because that's what should follow. I'm just a middle class British guy. Yeah. But, and he could have, I, I feel like every black person would have respect. everybody would have been like, shoulder shrug, head nod, like, I feel you, man. Yeah. But, oh, I'm just sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so Orlando Jones has some interesting responses that Joseph Fine should consider, and so should Sky Arts. Why don't you let us know about that wild card? Because you brought this to my attention. Yeah, um, Orlando Jones has a comprehensive plan. <laughs> okay, to rectify what's going on here with with um, Joseph Fines. I know I, I want to say Ray Fines, who's his, his brother. Yeah, more, more accomplished uh, brother at this point. But um, Joseph Fines, he. Fides, well, I don't want to speak too soon. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something. Look, like you said, comedian, you know, we look at this and it's, it's, it's every, it keeps getting pushed further. And you said, you know, I can't think of anything worse. Well, we're never going to think of anything until it happens. <laughs> and that's what makes it so ridiculous. It but, took Jesus from us. Sorry. It, well, and the, um, what was the Egypt? Yeah, the movie with, with, I'm getting off topic here. Before I go into Orlando Jones, what was the movie where they casted? No, they casted um, Christian Bale and, and all those people as Egyptians. You you hinted at it, uh, moderator. Oh well, there are a whole bunch of them actually. Yeah, uh, well, there's, I mean, there's uh, Exodus, Exodus, Exodus. That's the, the Exodus, most recent. Yeah, yes. and you know, there's another one this year coming out. I forgot the name. I forgot the name of it. Where they already got the backlash and apologized. Like, yeah, we should have thought about that. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. It, it, yeah, and so this is not a one of. This is the climate yeah mm -hmm. this is what is so but orlando jones uh to that point uh had a series of i believe he this is twitter yep 
yeah. tweets because um, just the, the bag we talked earlier about um, and, and the comedian brought up a good point about Instagram almost hijacking Twitter because people screenshot uh, uh, Twitter and put it on Instagram because that's where I see the stuff because I don't yep. use Twitter and, and Facebook yep mm-hmm. yep um, so anyway uh, Orlando Jones said he's totally fine again concept comprehensive plan I didn't count the points maybe about four points here <laughs> Four point plan where he says he's fine with Joseph Fines playing Michael Jackson. So, he, you know, he's already willing to give. He's, he's compromised. He's and Orlando Jones is a, a, a black actor, if you don't know him. He's a comedian actor. type, yes. Yeah. I think Drumline, I believe he was yeah. the um, conductor, am I right? Yes. Um, I hate to reduce him to that because I think he's had other. No, there was another movie. I'm, I'm seeing his face. Relevant work, but yeah. either way, I think this is his best work. His this four point plan. He's <laughs> fine with jo- he's, he's just fine with Joseph Fine playing Michael Jackson. If and only if. Uh huh. Okay. Got to give to get. So we're giving Joseph Fine as Michael Jackson. We're giving you that. Angela Bassett, however, this is point one, must be cast as Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> okay. That that's. That's number and one. Bassett, she replied and she said, I'm going to get yes, my violent contacts. She said what? I'm going to go Angela. get my violent contacts right now. Yes, Angela Bassett is waiting for the call. Yes. Okay, so that has to happen. We need that to go through. That's point one. Point two, Alfred Woodard, who we all know and love. Okay, who, by the way, let me just say, can we please give her more diverse work? Yeah. I happened to stumble upon, don't judge me, uh, I'm flipping through channels, and it's the movie Beauty Shop, I guess, which is a spinoff for Barbershop. Yes. Mm-hmm. Alfred yeah. Woodard was in that, and I, I, I just had a hard time reconciling. She got, look, these actors got to work. They got to work, right. But Alfred Woodard is, with all due respect to the creators and the participants in Beauty Shop, better than that. So can we please, um, can we please <laughs> work on point? Massage, she don't get enough work either. Yeah. Right, can we please work on point two, which is Alfie Woodard will be cast as Queen Elizabeth in the new series on Amazon Studios. So we want, <laughs> right. So, you know, with, with Amazon and Netflix really upping the ante, okay, in the industry and really starting to swing, throw their weight around, like what's going on at Sundance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we want an Amazon uh, series with Alfie Woodard as Queen Elizabeth. Point two. Let's get that going. Okay, mm-hmm. we already have given you Joseph Fines. I reiterate. Point three: Idris Elba confirmed to play Winston Churchill. Yes. In the <laughs> yes. Historical drama about the Battle of the Bulge. Point three. Okay. Yep. And, point and that's four. good because you know that's a British black actor playing a, a British icon. We should add that should be an easy one. That should be an yep. easy one. Real easy. Okay. Right. Point four: George Lopez set to play. <laughs> okay. Donald Trump in biopic. Yeah, biopic, huge, right? Yeah, and we want, right, called huge, all caps, and we want that directed by Charlie Kaufman. <laughs> okay, so let's get, let's get Charlie in the in the fold. Which is uh, like a, being John Malkovich, Charlie Kaufman. Yes. A, it's a real craziness, yes. <laughs> right, right, so that's four points. And really the fifth, um, and why I said four points, this is really point five, but this is something, um, there's a serious side to this where I want to give all the respect in the world to Nate Parker mm-hmm. and his efforts along with the team that has backed him, which includes Mr. LeBron James. Yes, it does. Bron production. That's right. I want to take my hat off to them for really producing and, and making that Nat Turner movie happen. Yeah, and the, the title of that is The Birth of a Nation, which is yes. trolling a birth of a nation. Y'all go ahead yes. with that one. 
Yeah. So I just want to take my hat off to them on a serious note because you know this is Tom Fuller here. We having a good time, but really, really hats off to you guys. Um, but in the wake of that success, point five, Nate Parker must sign on to play Ammon Bundy, right? <laughs> in milit in militia biopic, we're talking about these 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 geniuses out in Oregon. Yes, who who has been arrested? Yes, Ammon yes, Bundy so and and four other leaders were arrested. One was shot dead. Uh, yeah, so that's going down. So yes, Nate Parker gets to play him. And if you don't don't know Nate Parker, he was in Beyond the Lights last year, mm. among other things. Um, so but that's five. That's a that's a, a four point plan plus. Um, the fifth point was Nate Parker, but I, I kind of sectioned that off because I wanted to give um, all the credit I can possibly give to the people involved in that tournament. So yes, uh, with Tom Poole. Yeah, but, and thank you, Orlando Jones, for yes. clarifying for these fools exactly what to do. Maybe he should be the head of a studio. Then we yes. can get this stuff going. And that's exactly yes, that is exactly it. Let's Orlando Jones. Let's get him involved in the upper echelon of if some studio. Okay, and also, um, I would like this uh, drafted, and and I want a bill drafted for this, and I want Bernie to handle it. <laughs> since Bernie yeah. Sanders, since Bernie Sanders can move mountains, okay, <laughs> through his political revolution that will happen, I want this to be part of his platform. I got it all solved, folks. You got it. The end. Comedian, any final comments? No, that's summed it up all over there. <laughs> so, everybody, thank you for joining us on the Zeitgeist. For one more week keep your eyes out on iowa we'll see what happens be careful on twitter everybody <laughs> you might get buzzed by someone and not even know it and speaking of being buzzed don't drive drunk okay <laughs> and with that we'll see you next week check us out at dailydynamic.com and at dynamic daily on twitter on instagram I think it's something like Dynamic Network, Daily Dynamic Network on Facebook. I ain't a Facebook person, but there you go. We'll catch you next week. Listen to the Zeitgeist every Sunday at DailyDynamic.com.